It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast. Well, we know that property is continually talked about. You've only got to watch television news in the evening to get a sense of just how much coverage and analysis from TV networks who are paying a lot of attention to the runaway booming property industry. Everybody is talking about it, including us, surprise, surprise. And we know if you are buying or upgrading an existing property that mortgage rates, your borrowing capacity and how much deposit you need is a big part of that equation of doing that. And a mortgage broker shouldn't be skimmed over. You really need to do your due diligence in this area as well. And to help you understand all of this a little bit better, we're going to talk to Marissa Schultz from Rise High Financial Solutions. Welcome to the the Real Estate Podcast, Marissa. Thanks, Craig. It's great to be here. And has it been a hectic start for you in 2022? Oh, look, it's definitely started off with a bang. It's been extremely busy. I think, you know, we've still got record low interest rates. There's definitely still huge interest from buyers, lots of growth as well, which is great. So uh, we're very, very busy and enjoying helping lots of people. You know, there's lots of commentary at the moment. As the year starts, there's all these commentators, uh, economists, of course. They all come out with their predictions, don't they, in terms of what they think is going to happen. Can that be a little bit frustrating for somebody in the mortgage game like yourself? I mean, that's always been the case. There's lots of people that have their predictions. And I guess the reality is no one knows exactly what's going to happen when it's going to happen. I guess there are some fundamentals that we do know. It's just the timing that we need to confirm. So, you know, for example, we do know that interest rates will eventually go up. Uh, In terms of the timing, there's a bit of question around that. And some, some economists are predicting that's going to be a little bit earlier than we originally expected. Every capital city in Australia has experienced incredible growth over the last 12 months and Adelaide, where we're from, has you know seen over 21% growth in the last 12 months and that sort of growth is fantastic but it's unsustainable to continue at that level moving forward. Uh, a lot of the economists are predicting that, yes, there will still be continued growth uh, in 2022 but will that growth slow down and at what rate and when will we reach our new normal level, the new stabilisation. So I think, you know, most people are sort of on the same page in terms of the fact that the growth is going to slow, but we are just going to reach, you know, a new normal level, particularly in Adelaide. That's definitely the expectation. And having a look at the borrowing capacity, how should people go about increasing their borrowing capacity to purchase more property in this market? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question, Craig, because really, if you're wanting to buy property or wanting to increase your investment portfolio and invest in property and you're wanting to take some equity out to do some renovations or go on a holiday once borders actually open, uh, your borrowing capacity is essential to understand. So the first one is servicing. So effectively what servicing is, it's about your capacity to repay the loan repayments and meet your obligations under the contract. So what the banks look for here is they want to see what your income and expenses are first and foremost. And then they're also looking at things like your assets and liabilities. So really what they're trying to determine is can you actually afford the loan repayments for the loan that you're applying for? With this uh, servicing, they actually apply some buffer rates. So sometimes we have clients that come and see us and 
they're comfortably meeting their loan repayments. But when the banks look at them for a refinance or for increasing the amount of debt that they have, they're actually going to apply what they call assessment rates to the calculation and basically calculate it as if the interest rate is 3% or more higher than what the current interest rate is, if that makes sense. You know, it's interesting too, because some people run into some difficulty with credit cards, car loans, uh, things like afterpay. How does all that impact? Because it is going to have some sort of an impact on somebody's credit. Yeah, absolutely. So when someone applies for a loan application, one of the first things that the lenders will look at is all of their liabilities and their existing financial commitments. And most people are aware of that and consider, you know, there are things like your existing home loans, your existing investment loans, your existing personal loans and car loans. But a lot of people don't realise how much their credit cards uh, will affect them. For example, the lenders will look at the credit card limit rather than the credit card balance. So if you're wanting to increase your borrowing capacity, a really good tip is to reduce your credit card limits. Another great tip is to have a look at what you're doing outside of credit cards. So if you're using afterpay or another form of buy now, pay later, short-term finance, these are really can be quite bad for your servicing. And the reason for that is because they are short-term debts and they're on such high interest rates, the repayments are very, very high when calculated by the bank. So it does put a big spanner in the works. So if you're trying to increase your borrowing capacity and the servicing is a bit tight, there's a few things you can do. You can, like I said, reduce your credit card limits. You can try and reduce any personal loans or car loans or any expensive forms of debt. One option there is to try and consolidate those into a home loan, which would significantly reduce the interest rate and the repayment and increase your borrowing capacity. The other thing that you can do is also review your living expenses. You might remember, Craig, that I said that the banks look at what your income and expenses are. And one of your biggest expenses that they look at is they actually review your living expenses. And many banks actually look at your bank statements for the past six months to actually determine what your actual living expenses are. So if you can reduce your living expenses and spend less on discretionary spending before applying for a loan, then that's going to significantly increase your borrowing capacity and going to allow you to borrow more for the purpose of buying property or refinancing property or getting equity out of property. Okay, so that's the first part. You've got two more parts. What are those? So the second thing that the banks look at is security. So that is what equity do you have available in existing property that you own or what deposit do you have? So obviously the more equity you've got and the higher the deposit you've got, the lower risk the bank perceives you are and the more they might be willing to lend you. So one way to increase your borrowing capacity from a security perspective is to look at your existing properties and see if there's a way to add value to those existing properties without spending too much money. For example, could you do a quick cosmetic renovation? Could you add a room or a bathroom or something of that nature to an existing property? If you don't own any property currently, then one way obviously to increase your position from this perspective is to enhance your savings and try and save more money. So Marissa, can somebody at the moment in terms of how the market is buy a house with no deposit? Uh, Yes, it is possible, particularly if it's a house that they're going to live in. 
If they are wanting to buy a house with no deposit, there are a few options available to them. Firstly, one option is if they've got any family support that can help them through a family guarantee. But if even if they don't have any family support, if they've got a good rental history with an external property manager and they can show that they've been able to meet regular repayments of their rent that are going to be equivalent to what their mortgage repayments are going to be, there are some lenders that will look at them even if they don't have the suitable deposit. How many people are you actually seeing with regard to the no deposit? It would be a small number, right? To be honest, we get we get a lot of people that come to us that maybe have no deposit or low deposit. So with these people, we work with them to ensure that their dreams of home ownership come true. Some of them, depending on their employment situation and depending on their proven track record of managing their income and expenses, can do something straight away. Others have to go on a bit of a savings plan over a period of time to actually be able to prove to the bank that they do have the ability to meet their repayments. So whenever we see someone, if they don't have a deposit or if they've got minimal deposit and they don't currently have the ability to prove what the banks refer to as genuine savings at the time of application, then we will work with them until they have developed the evidence of genuine savings so that they can actually achieve their home ownership dream. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for taking the time out to talk to us today on the Real Estate Podcast. Thanks, Craig. It's great to be here. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 